Hey everyone, welcome to our Halloween episode of Muggle with a Mic. Before we get started to the main episode, I wanted to remind everyone that you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and now Twitter at Muggle with a Mic. So go find us on the socials and we will periodically be putting up polls, questions, all fun, all kinds of fun things that you can interact with us and it may get mentioned on the episode, like right now. I asked what your favorite Halloween movie was, and there was an overwhelming response to Hocus Pocus. We heard from Brooklyn, Jenna, and on Instagram, we heard from a user, Night Night Time. Uh, they all say that Hocus Pocus is their favorite Halloween movie. And then also on Instagram, Taylor said that Disney's Halloween Town is her favorite Halloween movie. So let's get into our Halloween episode of Muggle with a Mic. Here's Johnny! I'm not even gonna swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know. And they'll say, why she wouldn't even harm a fly. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Well, the little guy, he was kind of funny looking. In what way? I don't know, it's just funny looking. I'm your number one fan. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Here, you ready? Say something spooky. Ready? Uh, I'll cue you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Did it do it? Yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) We can't hear that noise. Yeah, we can't hear it. They're coming for you, Barbara. (laughs) That's from Night of the Living Dead. I was going to say, see, this is why you guys, you guys are going to get stuff and you're going to have to tell me. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic, the spooky Muggle with a Mic episode. (laughs) This is Katie here. I'm, of course, joined by Phil again, and we have a special third guest. It's John, (laughs) my friend John. Hey, John. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm good. Good. How are you? Just fine. Uh, John is here because he's my friend who's the expertise in all things scary movies, right? I think of myself, I guess, as a pretty big horror fan, so yeah. You're more so than me. What about you, Phil? Are you a horror fan? I am. I I grew up in the 80s, so I was weaned on all the slasher flicks and, you know, horror, sci-fi horror, just like a little bit of everything. So, yep, definitely. Yeah, I think you catch the horror bug when you're little. And these movies yeah. aren't for little kids, but <laughs> when you see them when you're a little kid, that's when you kind of get... Hooked yeah. on to them because you're not supposed to see them. Yeah. yeah. My scary movies that I watched were the Harry Potter series. That's my scary movie. 
scary Potter. <laughs> I mean, I, the back of someone's head was my scariness, and that was Qu- Professor Quirrell's head. Yeah. So. Yep. So the movies that we are reviewing today, we're not going to do any movie news. We're getting straight in to the main oh. event. So are you opposed to horror movies? Like you get like really scared and you don't yes. like to watch them? Yes. Or yes, yes, that, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's part of the fun of like scary movies though is, is being scared. Okay. Here's, here's an example for, for me not liking them. When I saw the movie Signs... Would oh, you consider- well, yeah. See, I was going to say horror movies, like, you know, when I was a kid, they used to ooh, scare me and stuff as an adult. Not so much, but <laughs> Signs, is, that's an exception. That one kind of gave me the Wiggins, just like watching it. And then you can see over the sh- his shoulder, like on the roof, there was like an alien standing there. And yeah, that, that gave me the creeps. Yeah, I remember the jump scene when they're at showing the clip yeah. of the birthday party and the one which the alien walks by the first time. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. And, it, and it was just that millisecond causes that amount of fear. Mm-hmm. Even though you know aliens aren't real, are they? Well, I don't know. The government kind of, uh, you know, admitted it. Well, I think unidentified. I think there's more chance of them being real than ghosts. Oh! <laughs> I'm already scared. Let, excuse me while I go get a glass of water. Yeah, I got the baseball bat. We can... Swing away, Meryl. How, uh, how intelligent were those aliens to invade a planet where it rains? And there's uh, yeah. yeah. They should have at least been wearing a diving outfit <laughs> or something. But, you know, M. Night Shyamalan did a, a, a good job with that movie. And, and part of what made it like so scary is he did it like Alfred Hitchcock, where you didn't really see like the aliens that much. It was more suspense. Mm-hmm. It was more kind of... Uh, the unknown. You know, yeah, the unknown because when they were invading the house, you you just see like shapes and stuff through the window and noises. You really didn't see the alien until the end, the big reveal. Fingers under a door. Yeah. He lets the viewer's yeah. imagination kind yeah. of fill in the blanks and that's mm-hmm. kind of scarier. Scarier just self. Like, yeah, Jaws was Jaws, like that. Yeah, you, you never know. see the shark until the very end and whatever. Yep. You can't see what's under the water. Yep. There's oh. barrels, man. Yep. Yeah, I guess that's why uh, that's why horror is scary because to me because for the most part it's humans causing the problems, causing the pain and the and the gore and everything, so it's more realistic. Yeah, I'll tell you, like actually, a really good horror movie that kind of flies under the radar, uh, The Cabin in the Woods. Have you seen that? Yep, yep. Yeah, it's different because it has a twist in it. Yeah, that one you'd yeah. probably like, Katie, because it's. It's yeah. kind of funny, and it's it kind of takes the horrors and horror tropes and turns it on its head. And yeah, yeah. It reminded me a little bit of like the third movie we're going to talk about, but yeah. it wasn't that as yeah. funny as that. But it, it just it reminded me a little bit of it. I'd never be able to stay in a cabin. I'm assuming after that movie. Uh, probably not. <laughs> but no, that's a, a pretty common setting for horror movies, anyway. Yeah. 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 Where no one else can find you or hear you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. That's yep. the perfect place. All right. So let's get into our three movies. Phil, why don't you uh, tell us the three movies we'll be going over? Uh, we are going to be discussing, first of all, Psycho, uh, the original 1960 uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. Then we are going to be discussing Monster Squad which was set around 19, was it 85 or 86? 
I have it here. Fear not. 87. 87. Well, <laughs> I was close. Uh, and then uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is the third film, which we will be discussing today. So I uh, picked these movies for Katie to introduce her, I think, uh, into horror. Uh, ease her into it, I guess. So this is almost like a introductory course for you for horror. I had reasons for each one of these picks. They were very thoughtful. Okay. I, I could tell that you truly, you picked ones that wouldn't keep me up at night, but would make me keep one eye open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or And laugh. And laugh at, at a lot of parts. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into Psycho. Okay. I was going to start the podcast like this. Somewhere in Ohio, Friday, October 15th, 6.15 p.m., Psycho, which was voted the seventh scariest movie of all time by Entertainment Weekly, um, is from 1960. It's rated R, um, and it has been rated and re-rated over the years from PG, PG PG-13 to R. Um, Here's the synopsis. Phoenix office worker Marianne Crane is fed up with the way life has treated her. She has to meet her lover Sam in lunch breaks, and they cannot get married because Sam has to give most of his money away in alimony. One Friday, Marianne is trusted to bank $40,000 by her employer. Seeing the opportunity to take the money and start a new life, Marianne leaves town and heads towards Sam's California store. Tired after the long drive and caught in a storm, she gets off the main highway and pulls into the Bates Bates Motel. Motel. (laughs) I told you there's a ghost in there somewhere. The hotel is managed by a quiet young man called Norman, who seems to be dominated by his mother. It's directed by Alfred Hitchcock and stars Anthony Perkins, Janet Mm -hmm. Lee, and Vera Miles. Go. Okay, so you had not seen this movie, but this is a movie that's kind of become a part of the movie zeitgeist, I guess. Mm -hmm. So you kind of knew what it was. So what took you by surprise or anything like that? What did you... Well, so I knew there was something up with Norman. Mm-hmm. The whole time I knew... even I mean, before the movie, I knew there's some, there was something about Norman, but I, I didn't know the how to connect his mother and Norman. I knew the, there was something also with the mother, but again, I didn't know exactly. So then when we... Then it you discover that it's... He's become, what would you call it? Would he be multiple personality? What would you call that when he's turning into a different personality and eventually takes over? Um, I don't know if it's split or multiple, something like that. Yeah. And so I like his take on that. Um, the shower scene, like I said, I, I now have the shower curtain half open now. Yeah. Um, because I know I knew that happened. I knew the classic scene of <laughs> I knew that, but I didn't know the context of it and mm. everything that she was yeah. trying to get to California. She was a felon. <laughs> she stole money. <laughs> do you think uh, forty thousand dollars? How much do you think that would be worth? Well, Philip, in today's market, uh, it has a cumulative change of eight hundred and twenty-four percent. Um, the converted amount today would be $369,000 and oh. the $700 difference she paid for the car 
now would be 6100 mm. yeah not too shabby Mm-mm. you know in that scene uh you know what they use for blood in that scene uh barbecue sauce was it barbecue sauce i thought it was chocolate syrup. chocolate sauce as well maybe that yeah it ha- i have the brand here somewhere i will say not to not to rag on alfred mm-hmm. i i didn't like the look of it i thought it needed to be thicker oh all the that blood was, was water but it's in the, the but yeah, it's, it's in the shower oh that's true yeah that's true but they used uh the foley artist used a, i believe a watermelon with that too like stuck a knife in a watermelon so that's that's what they kind of used ever wonder what knife through flesh sounds like just uh, stab a melon <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this one now the three is i guess would be considered the, the scariest one but not probably by today's standards but uh, one of the reasons i picked it was for i guess historical it really brought the slasher genre more, more mainstream. There had been a few before this, and horror movies before this had been more gothic castles and monsters. And in the 1950s, you've got uh, the sci-fi element. Every every monster movies has some kind of a nuclear bomb explosion or something like this. Yeah. And this one kind of grounded horror in real life. Mm-hmm. So I picked it for the kind of historical importance of it, and also, you know. Nothing too bloody, too gory, because I wanted something to be a little bit scary for you. I I will say it also, how often did they have mental illness as the culprit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the day, Universal Studios in Florida at the re- the theme park, they used to have the Psycho House. Mm-hmm. It's long gone now, but when they first opened back in the, you know, in the 90s, they, they had the, the hotel and the house there, and it was like really cool being able to just like be there and, and see it in all its glory but they also had uh, shower curtains with like that silhouette mm. like on it so uh, i could have got you one of those who are you talking to john because you're not talking <laughs> no, you, to me <laughs> no, you, you. what did you think about the music okay so i looked up that stuff and it's all strings there's no other instruments so i like that part posed by uh Bernard Herm- Herman? I think so, yes. Like um, just as soon as the film starts, you hear the music, and you already have anxiety. Oh, the music was a character in and of itself. Yep. It, I mean, even looking at it from it's 2021... We're talking 61 years ago. That's still that the music alone. I mean, could you imagine watching these scenes without music? Mm-hmm. The music adds to it so much. Oh, also, shower. Can we go back to the shower? We're in the shower <laughs> scene with the music. When she falls, so they said that they froze the picture because somebody, one of her relatives said that they watched it and could see her neck pulsing. Mm -hmm. So they paused it. But then at one moment, I really thought that I saw her eye move. Mm -hmm. And I also thought I saw something else move on her face. But for the most part, um, 
it's a freeze frame so yeah. that it actually looks like she's dead. And also they use 70 different camera angles mm-hmm. for, for just like 48 seconds of film, which I find. Wow. Amazing. Now, did you ever see the remake that they did? Like, yep. was that 98 maybe? Vince yeah. Vaughn. It was, yeah. it, it, it was shot for shot, which yeah. I don't see much point in that if you're going to do it. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> I never, I never watched it, but I was just wondering your take if you'd seen it and did you like it? Yeah, I saw it, and there was just no point in it even <laughs> existing, really, because if you're going to do shot for shot, what they would probably should have done is done a more faithful adaptation of the novel Psycho, which Norman Bates is kind of a, I don't know, overweight, greasier type character. Uh, if they would have done it maybe that that way and made it kind of a little bit more different than the original. Um, it probably would have been a, maybe a little bit more successful, but I, I don't. That's I don't know. It's not really worth watching, yeah. in my opinion. I well, actually, I, I actually almost forget it exists. Well, I, I do too, and I never like really watched it for that reason because I just didn't see the point. If you're going to do an exact shot for shot, just watch the original. Yeah. I think they probably thought, oh, we've got, we've really advanced in cinema with the cameras and, and digital stuff. Maybe they thought that it would be better, but sometimes you can't, you shouldn't mess with the classics. Plus, I, f- I find black and white to be creepier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he could have well, done color yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah, and they've, they've talked about doing, remaking a lot of the classics like Casablanca and stuff. And it's just like, what's the, don't mess with it. You'll just, you'll ruin it. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just don't, don't do it. I don't know. What if they it's, remade Star Wars, Phil? They're kind of talking about doing that. No. I don't think they should. Yeah, How they dare are. They? How I know. Dare right? they? I mean, but they yeah, talk about it with Harry Potter, which I can see a TV series, but don't be doing movies. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't see if you have a perfectly good movie, it's it's just a cash grab I feel from the the studio. Mm. You know. Most of the time it's like, "Hey, it's already popular. We got an audience. We can plug them right in, make a lot of money." But good to know, though, about the, the, the remake of Psycho. I, uh, Viggo Mort- yeah. Mortensen played um, Sam. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's Lord of the Rings guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and then William H. Macy played the... Yeah, I remember that. Anna Heche mm-hmm. was... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's something interesting about Psycho, too, is it kills its main character. <laughs> right. Halfway through. You think she's going to be the one to survive, but uh, she gets killed. Would you call her the main character, though? <laughs> or is Norman? I guess she would have been the main character. That's, um, yeah. She was more of a star than anybody at the time, I think. So mm-hmm. um, she was more of a name than most of the other people. But, uh, yeah, you, you follow her from the beginning, and then she gets it in the shower, and, and then halfway through. Also, I'm sorry to go back to the shower scene. Lock <laughs> the door. She's in the hotel by herself. I I lock my door, and they're, I mean, lock the, they, lock they, the door. Uh, they kind of did that with Scream, though. I mean, they really marketed Drew Barrymore for the first yeah. one, and she died in, like, the first five minutes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it was kind of the big name. She was the big name, and she was in the trailers and stuff, and then she just she just died, like, first thing mm-hmm. in the movie. Again, I have yep. never seen any Screams. Yeah. Is that the one well, with the guy with the white with the hood and yeah, the white yeah, face? Ghost face. Yeah. Ghost face. There's a well, new one coming I, out soon. 
Oh, yeah. Part five. Um, that's the thing, too. I mean, like, with horror movies, man, they get to where there's so many sequels. It's just over. It gets ridiculous. And, um, I mean, I remember Nightmare on Elm Street when that came out in the 80s. That was such a unique concept. And then they just started, you know, sequel after sequel, and they got kind of dumber Still each time. Him. He got yeah, I mean, a character just, of what he was. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I, I mean, why do you think that they do that specifically with the horror genre? It seems like that's, I mean, every movie franchise gets sequels, but it seems like with the horror movies, it's like you have like, you know, Friday the 13th, part 12. And yeah, because they're, yeah, they're, I mean, it's just like they're cheap. cheap, cheap to make and it uh, doesn't take much for them to make a profit. They got the built built in audience. Um Horror movie fans will probably watch just about anything. Um, <laughs> so they got that audience that's devoted to the franchise. But you know, easy way to make money. Yeah. What do you about the? What do you think about the cliche of people in horror films? Like, there's that commercial where they say, uh, "Let's go hide behind the wall of saws," and they said, "Why don't we just go go in the running car?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- I mean, there is that cliche, like they don't do the obvious thing. They do the thing yeah. that takes you one step further into horror. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if they did, the movie would be over really quick. But yeah, you're right. Sure. I mean, um, they always make the, st- the stupidest choices. Sleep in your car, Marion. Sleep in your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, do you uh, hold Hitchcock as a great director, a horror director? Yeah. Okay. He's probably one of my favorite directors. And what, yeah. what aspects of directing do you find that he that you like? Um I like the cinematography that he uses. Um he builds character. Mm-hmm. Um you you don't get this in psycho, but his his use of collar in a lot of his films, mm-hmm. uh, especially in something like uh, Vertigo and just the suspense that he builds, um the pacing of everything. Some of the things I enjoy about his films. Well, I think he holds himself very highly. Yeah. Because when Psycho came out in the theaters, he had rules. <laughs> he had rules for the audience. No one was allowed to come in if they were late. Mm-hmm. Like, so pay he for... wanted to preserve the ending. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he had like a... There were, there were rules up. It said... Um, let me see. Uh, people would frequently come in the middle of one and stay till the middle of the next showing, leaving when they came in. But Hitchcock made all the movie theater owners sign a contract that they would not let anyone in until the start of the film. Once they were late, they would not be let in until the next showing. This started formalizing the whole process of mandatory seating times at theaters, which continues until today. And there would be a big, full-size cardboard cutout of him outside the theater. And it had him... And it, and it said on it, the manager of this theater has been instructed at the risk of life not to admit to this theater any persons after the picture starts. Any spurious attempt to enter by side doors, fire escapes, or ventilating shafts will be met by force. The entire objective of this extraordinary policy, of course, is to help you enjoy Psycho more. Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, critics were not very big fans of Psycho when it first came out. And one of the reasons why is because he didn't give them advanced screenings. They had to go see it the day it came out. 
So they they trashed it in all the reviews because of that because they like to see it in these private screenings, but they had to wait and go see it with everybody else. Wow. Because he didn't want that ending to get out. And that that's saying something because he's risking having a good review and making mm-hmm. you know having them say good things about the movie to make people go. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's funny too. You think about uh, contemporary movies compared to you know 1960 about spoiling the ending now it's just it's so hard to keep from being spoiled mm-hmm. back then it was just kind of you know word of mouth but now it's like you can't get online you know if yeah, you, wanna... you can't look through it's... youtube because the thumbnail spoils a movie yeah yep yeah it's, it's you like... have a week's time to see it and then yeah, that's a grace I, period mm-hmm. i don't even think you have i mean Heck, half the time movies are spoiled before they even hit the theaters because there will be leaks. Yeah, script. I leaks. mean, and, and you just have to have like pretty much a media blackout. Just don't watch anything because, like uh, you said, <laughs> you'll see a thumbnail or or just some kind of headline just skimming through stuff, and it just spoil. They put it, the spoiler right in the, the headline or the thumbnail. Superman yeah. dead. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Um, all right. Is there anything else about Saga? Because I'm trying to keep time-wise for each movie. Sure. Is there anything else that you really, really wanted to go over on Psycho? Um, what was your ultimate way you feel about it? So ultimately, what's your opinion of it? Oh, no. I thought it was good. I was also amazed at... You, now, you lent me the Blu-ray. Uh-huh. I was amazed at the detail in film from 1960. I, I did not even notice it was black and white after a time. And I just, I felt like the picture quality was so good, mm-hmm. um, which that's the same thing when you think of record players, you know, record players have a better sound quality than a compressed audio file. Yeah. So I think there's, there's some things that we should keep of the old. I don't think I ever, I've never got bored. I will say I was always watching, trying to see some clue, you know, be the Sherlock. Yeah. So I liked it. I thought Anthony Perkins, that was one of his best roles. I mean, he, yeah. did, he did such a good job with that. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's been in everything, but... Oh, and can I say, speaking of remakes, if they do remake it and they don't cast Andrew Garfield, hmm. I mean, they're like twins. Do you think? Yeah. I, you know, that first Spider-Man movie that he did, you get a kind of a psyched Anthony Perkins vibe because he's kind of mumbling and the way he kind of twitches when he talks. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I remember thinking that when that first Spider-Man movie that he did yeah. came out, it gave me kind of Anthony Perkins vibe. So well, and when, it's funny you mentioned that because I do remember him acting like that. When Anthony came out in Psycho and he like hopped to the counter in the in the motel, I was like, "Man, he's moving like Andrew." Yeah. And then I was like, "Wait, should I be saying Andrew moves like Anthony?" <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought if they don't if they do make something and they're. Not like the 98 one or 97, whatever it was. Um, I think that they could make a good one now, but Mm -hmm. some some things maybe not. And there was a few years ago the Bates Motel TV series, Mm -hmm. um, which I I watched. I actually liked that quite a lot. Who who was a lead in that? that Freddie Highmore. Yeah, Freddie Highmore. I mean, he kind of looks like Anthony Perkins. Yeah. He's on The Good Doctor now, isn't he? How 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 many sequels... Uh, were there five were that there. actually had Anthony Perkins? He was, I know, in the second one, right? I, I know there's, there's, I remember seeing the fourth one, and that had, I think, I had Henry Thomas playing a young, 
Norman Bates. Elliot from E.T. played uh, young hmm. Norman Bates. I think it was part four. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that got uh, it suffered the same fate as sequels, m- movie series getting sequels that kind of detracted from the original, I guess. But uh, the original is still good. It so, gets watered down each time, and just yep. Okie dokie. So I give I give Psycho a a minus. Okay. That's or I'm sorry, a, a minus. Okay, uh, John, would you like to introduce our next one? Uh, the next film will be the Monster Squad, uh, 1980s film uh, about a group of children fighting monsters inspired by the classic Universal monsters, Dracula, Wolfman, uh, Mommy, Creature from Black Lagoon. Uh, so that's what I picked. And the reason why I picked that one is because I wanted to show Katie something from the 1980s because <laughs> that's kind of considered to be the best decade for horror because that's when horror icons like Freddy and Jason came, uh, came popular and so um, a lot of good horror movies came out in the 1980s. I want to show you an 80s horror movie and I also picked this one because of the connection back to the Universal Monsters yeah. because if a person is interested in Monster Squad then maybe they'll want to go back and watch the original Dracula, original yeah. Frankenstein. So mm-hmm. those are kind of the reasons why I picked this one for you. kind of it was kind of a hoot going back and just watching it um getting that 80s flavor i mean seeing the old pepsi cans with the old logo on it mm-hmm. and i really you know retrospectively looking on it i think i mean they <laughs> they copied the goonies a lot yes yes in this in this movie the goonies came out like two years before this one and just structurally i mean you know you have a group of group of kids and the like kind of the older sister and, and different things and it was just had that real Goonies vibe I think they were trying to cash in on the Goonies on this one no it was like it was like um like they say Harry Potter's a a, a ripoff of Star Wars because you've got an aunt and uncle and yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. but it, it is like that with Goonies because you do have the older brother type too yeah. as well yeah. and then you have the the weird creature that follows them along yeah. you know with Frank, yeah, like, uh, with the yeah, it's Frankenstein that follows them. Yeah, and then you have like uh, one kid was kind of like Chunk, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was just, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was very, there was a lot of similarities. And I think it was probably on purpose because the Goonies was so popular. But it does have the classic 80s vibe to it. And yeah, I like that. Um, as soon as it started, you, you get this sense of, um, cause wasn't yeah. it like they were on, he was walking with his sister and just a normal neighborhood. And mm-hmm. then, you know, adventures about to happen. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like when you watch, um, stranger things, like the first season, mm-hmm. I mean, they tried to capture that whole eighties flair and, mm-hmm. and, uh, try to take you back. But I know another thing that I kind of discussed with you, Katie, uh, when we were, watching is like some their choice of like animals it's like (laughs) i think they were trying to save on the budget because the first thing when you're like in dracula's crypt there was like armadillos running around and they were kind of from a distance so they kind of looked like rats and i was just like what the heck why is there armadillos in in uh dracula's castle and then like one of the yes i do know why i was guessing he'd know why because in the Bela Lugosi movie, there were armadillos in his castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. I, I guess I didn't realize that. And then one of the succubuses was eating a possum. Same thing. <laughs> like... a, a possum and uh, and and armadillos are in the original Dracula. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. mystery solved then. Yeah, I, I was... just thought maybe they were trying to save a buck and said, hey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, and, it, and you look at that and you think that, but then I, I love it when they put Easter eggs like that in movies. So yeah. they, they're they even doing it. They do it back in the 80s. They do it in all yeah. all movies. Like even in, uh, when we can go back to Psycho, um, the airplane had browning or something mm-hmm. on the side of it. And that was a reference back to an original movie or book of someone's. Let me try to find it real quick. Todd Browning directed Dracula. There you go. That's That might be what it was. Um, but the, it was... I love when they put things in a movie uh-huh. that references things that true fans will see. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and little little boys uh, Stephen King rules T-shirt. Yeah, is this in, in uh, Monster Squad? Well, I thought it was funny too because, like, on the opening shot, you saw you know a huge bat Dracula and he's mm-hmm. just hanging there, and all of a sudden he's like, boom, on the ground. He's like fully dressed in a cape and stuff. It's like. <laughs> Where did the cape come from? I mean, cape with no wrinkles in it. Yeah, just I mean, he was like all decked out in the. Where 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 did that come from? That I will say that was the when I first saw the bat there moving around that looked like pretty bad animatronics or something, <laughs> and then he fell down. It was almost like it was terrible, but at the same time, that's what eighty eighties movies did. It, it certainly was. You're right about that. And the uh, the effects and creatures are Stan Winston. Oh. Yeah, Terminator and uh, aliens. Uh, yep. So this is before he got big, and you can you can kind of see the predator and his creature from the Black Lagoon in this. Yep. You can kind of see that in that. Ooh, fun fact. No, yeah. wait. I'm not gonna say that. Am I gonna say that? I'm not gonna say that because it's a quiz question later. Okay. Never mind. I'm like that would have ruined it. <laughs> so how about the kids in Monster Squad? The actors. It's because it's hard to cast kids in film and have good performances out of oh yeah so i didn't i didn't recognize any of them Uh, should i have the 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 boy that was the bully he was oh yeah from the faustino his last name is faustino he's in wonder years wonder years there you go and that's really the only one that went on to be in anything i think yeah that that is the only one that i Mm -hmm. recognized uh well tom tom of course you wouldn't know but tom woodruff jr played the creature from the Black Lagoon, 
Black Lagoon, I can't talk tonight, uh, which he did a lot of the special effects on like some of the later Alien movies, and he actually played that character. He he was like in the alien suit for like I think like Alien Three and no, oh, interesting. Was before he, he he's a special effects guy. I had the browning detail wrong. I'm so sorry. It had nothing to do with Psycho. No. <laughs> There's no airplane in Psycho, is there? No. No. It's this movie. Yeah. When written it... on the side of the plane, it says Browning, who directed Dracula in okay. 1931. There you go. Sorry. Give up, Katie. Now, I have... I The one guy did look pretty familiar. I've seen him in other stuff. The, the scary German yeah. like guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been on a lot. He's, he's like a stuff. character actor. Did you know that Seth Green screen tested for a role? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And he, he was uh he read with Andre Gower, who was cast as Sean, and they became good friends. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's fun to know that. And then you're kind of thinking, well, what would have happened had they been in it? Yeah. Yeah, I got a feeling Seth Green was almost in a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now he just writes his own stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was interesting that they because they used all copyrighted characters. They had to rename all of them. They were never really known as. Mm-hmm. They were slightly changed. Like Frankenstein, the bolts were in his head. Yeah, because Universal has copyright on all, even the makeup. Yeah. yeah, and then it was the Gill Man. Gill Man, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, what did they call the? What did they call the um, werewolf? Uh, I don't think they mentioned by anything. Yeah. His okay, his costume. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think all the other ones were pretty good. His his was like <laughs> his face was actually modeled after Stan Winston's face. Was it? Yeah, if you do a side by side comparison, you can kind of see him for his face in that. Wow. But, he was trying. Yeah, to that help. was that one was more like a guy in a suit kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a documentary made uh, recently called uh, "Wolfman's Got Nards." Yes. That that was the line in the movie, but there's a documentary about the film called Wolfman's mm. Got Nards. Uh it's about like the fans and Seth Green made it, I think. <laughs> oh, did he really? I think so. Yeah. That, that wouldn't surprise me. So. <laughs> um okay. For the acting part of it, did you know that the the scene when Dracula lifts up the little girl at the end? Uh-huh. They the the guy who played Dracula, what was his name? Duncan, Duncan R- R- Rager. Rager. Rager, yeah. yeah. Um, so he tried not to scare the kids too uh-huh. much. So he would purposely not wear the red eye contacts and the, and, the, and the other scary aspects of him when he was acting with them unless he had to. Uh-huh. And for that scene when he lifted her up, he they paused it. He went and put the contacts in. And then he when he opened his eyes was when she screamed because she'd never seen his eyes like that oh, before wow. especially that close and so that scream in the movie is her truly scared oh wow okay which i thought he did a good job he had a good look he looked like dracula i thought yeah. i thought they could have made a good uh casting choice yeah uh with him no, that yep. was a that was a good performance by her oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. when she had to read the the german oh yeah <laughs> that was pretty oh, good yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think all, all the kids in that film did a good job with the roles they were given. Uh, the smallest kids, you know, when the when the mummy's in his bedroom and uh, he's getting his dad. And the parent doesn't yeah, believe him. Yeah, yes. he opens the closet and the mummy's there. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good how they got rid of the mummy. They they unwrapped yeah, him. Yeah, just unraveling. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
What did you think about the Wolfman? Because they had a big argument about how you kill him. Uh, and then they, you know, blew him up and then he just kind of reassembles. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's technically su- supposed to happen. Silver bullet, man. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing, right? Yeah. We've never really seen that happen to a werewolf in films before. So I guess that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. That part stuck out when I was a kid and watched it. Like when I saw it, I was just like, uh, blowing up the werewolf. <laughs> did he really come back like that? But the other thing is, did his clothes come back together too? Yep. Where <laughs> <laughs> he just had identical clothing lying around. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you stab, is it just silver? Like you can stab a werewolf with a silver knife, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just silver. Wolfsbane, doesn't that... Um... I don't know if that kills him or if it's just a deterrent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can just kill him with silver. Because in the original Wolfman, he gets beat with a silver, with a cane. It's got a silver tip on it. So it's just just silver. Gotcha. Thought it had to be specifically bullets. Um, also, Liam Neeson was paid for a little bit that was never used in this movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What, uh, do you know what he played? What part? No, it just says was paid for a bit part that was never shot. Actually, I guess it was it was never shot, but he was paid. Huh. How does that work? You get paid for something you didn't do. I don't know. Maybe he showed up showed up that day and they had to give him something. Pay or play, man. You sign that contract, you get the money. And so. <laughs> oh, what Josh Brolin? That's who I'm trying to think. Maybe he was yeah. going to be a Josh Brolin type in that oh. because how old would he have been? <clears throat> he would have been in his twenties. He was an older, yeah, older yeah. than the kids. Which I felt the uh, the kid on the bike was kind of the Josh Brolin, the kind yeah. of tough guy. Yeah, the guy. tough kid, yeah. He was the yeah. werewolf. Liam Neeson was the werewolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of London, get it? Although he's Irish. <laughs> what I was I was curious about is where did Dracula get that pimp mobile? Like, where did he, <laughs> why did he need a car? But all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's coming from old school country. Yeah. And then how does he even know how to drive? And then he just like, all of a sudden he's he's has this big black hearse with a big silver skull on the hood, you know, just driving around. It's like, what's what's up with that? He can I turn just, into a bat. He can fly. He doesn't need to drive. That's just one of the things you can't, you shouldn't think about, I guess. Yeah. But but I guess you know, the wolf man and the mummy and the creature, they can't fly or anything. So I guess he drives them around. Did we ever see them in the car, though? No. I wish we would have, though, <laughs> thinking about that. But then what happened with, there was that one instance where the car went through another yeah. car. I guess it was. A, it's a, just an illusion. A ghost car, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, one of the things I like most about Monster Squad is the uh, the parents in it. And they're going through, like, marital difficulties. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a real something real kids go through. Yeah. Um, and the way they presented that in that movie, that's something that's kind of always, I've always liked about that movie. Um, the parents in it. Um, so um, probably something most people don't pick up on, but that's just something I like to, the, the, the parents are there actively, mm-hmm. you know, although in the background, they're not, you know, the kids are off by themselves doing some adventure and then the ventures are with and the parents are like, where you been? Uh, this one, the parents are there. In the background. What's well, a legit me- reason why they might not notice that their kids are off with Frankenstein? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you mentioned Goonies. Same mom. Oh, yeah. As the, the mom from Mo- uh, Monster Squad. Same 
mom from Goonies. I will say, if I had to, I've watched The Goonies. I've only watched it once, and I only watched it for the first time a few years ago. And I'd have to say I probably like this one better. You know what? I probably agree with you. That's probably, probably. A, that's probably a minority opinion. Yeah. But I do like Monster Squad better than Goonies. You know, I've actually been to the house where they filmed the Goonies, like the kids' house. It's in Astoria mm-hmm. uh, in Oregon. And they've actually filmed a lot of movies there. Uh, Kindergarten Cop, that, that school was like right down the block from the Goonies' house. And they did a lot of Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles there. Uh, but it's a really big filming uh, community, so it's interesting. But, yeah, I got my picture out in front of the... That'd be a great place to go on a trip. Yeah. It's probably not it's... really highly populated, but it's got a lot of iconic places. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really neat. Yep. So. Coolio. It's pretty cool. I have to send you that picture. I got it someplace. Yeah. We'll put it on Instagram. Instagram, people. Got to promote the socials. That's right. All right, anything else on uh, Monster... Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. Monster Monster Squad. Squad. Would you like to say something? (laughs) Phil doesn't have this ability to do this, but John and I do. (laughs) Yeah. So what's your overall verdict of Monster Squad? B. Okay, that's a fair score, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're if the filmmaker Fred Deckard, he was he did a lot of '80s uh, horror movies, so he uh, that was kind of his his decade right there. Um, I think another one he did was called Night of the Creeps, which is another. Would you say that he's movie. the um, who's the classic '80s guy, like Breakfast Club? And, oh, yeah, John oh. Hughes. Would you say he's the John Hughes of scary movies? Uh, probably not as prolific, I guess, and uh, <laughs> yeah. popular, but. Uh, He's, uh, George Romero. <laughs> Who's that? Nyla and Dead director. Oh. Yeah, he did a lot of the zombie. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Day of the Dead. I've, Diary of the Dead. Is, I've seen Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> well, that was, uh, they were riffing on those movies and yeah. that. So. Um, yeah, I had fun with it going back and revisiting. I hadn't seen it in a while. That's one I watch every year. At least around Halloween time, just get me in the mood for the season. Dawn of the Dead, Monster Squad. Uh, oh, Monster Squad. Monster Squad. I'm I'm curious why they never did a sequel to that. Actually, because there is a pretty big uh, cult following with it. Yeah, I, I mean, think it was kind of a bomb at the box office though when it first came out. You know, a lot of movies are though that I think like The Princess Bride didn't do that well, and that's yeah. like, yeah, you know, everybody's seen Princess Bride. We yeah. did an episode on it. Yes, yeah. yes, we did. I think I've pro- I honestly I think eventually it'll probably get remade. Because it's such a good idea, I think putting kids with with these monsters. I think that idea would be popular in today's world. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it eventually gets remade. They kind of it kind of reminded me a little bit. Um, Van Helsing uh, did the same thing where they started out like in the very opening had the black and white, mm-hmm. um, and then they had like Dracula and Frankenstein, and then uh, they kind of had well, it's not current day, but came and it was like colorized and everything it reminded me of that a little bit they had all the universal monsters mm-hmm. uh for you two if you could be any monster what monster would you want to be take your time i know it's a big decision ben- <laughs> dracula is the only one who benefits i guess yeah. uh wolfman's kind of a curse frankenstein he's kind of cursed because he doesn't want to be what he but wasn't be a monster and mm-hmm. 
the creature. He's kind of hunted for being different. Mummy. You don't want to be a mummy. I mean, you're just yeah. shambling around. So Dracula yeah. would be the obvious answer there, yeah. I guess. No, okay, well, yeah, say cool that... Powers. Yeah. Say that uh, you... Frankenstein isn't... You don't have the bad sides of the no. monsters. Could, Wolfman, would you want to be a Wolfman? Would you want to walk around like a mummy? <laughs> would you... <laughs> In the wrappings and everything. I mean, if you could retain your humanity, Wolfman wouldn't be bad because you'd have the strength and agility. and Yeah. Just use plastic silverware. Yep. Um, okay. Our third and final um, film. Phil, would you like to say what it is? Yes. It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And I'll say in a synopsis, it came out in yeah. 2010. Um Affable hillbillies Tucker and Dale are on vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin when they are mistaken for murderers by a group of preppy college students. I, I have to, I have a confession to make. I'd never seen this movie. I'd heard of it. And I watched it just for this. And I was pleasantly surprised. It's more of a comedy. I mean, it has... Uh, I really like Alan Tudyk on it mm -hmm. i mean i like him as an actor he's been in a lot of stuff a lot of sci-fi he's on firefly and star wars um i mean he's been in everything he's on v the oh here i've got i've got a list of just the ones that i know and i i mean if you if i go on too long just stop me um it was k2so and rogue one yeah. firefly yeah. sunny and i robot Watt from a knight's tale tuk tuk from raya and the last dragon Duke and Frozen, Garden Frozen 2, Iago and Aladdin 2019, King Candy and Wreck-It Ralph, Knows More and Ralph Breaks the Internet, Luke in Deadpool 2, Hey Hey and Moana, um, Duke Weaselton in Zootopia, he was in Maze Runner The Scorch Trials, he's Simon in Alvin and the Chipmunks, he was in 310 to Yuma, which is one of my favorite films, and he's Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. Yeah. He was That's also just some Knight's, of them. Knight's, Knight's Tale, wasn't he? Yeah, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? 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 Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. What? what? <laughs> so I was I was pleasantly surprised he was in it. And uh, I I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was I thought it was funny. So, so why'd you pick it, John? Uh picked this one because I wanted to give you horror comedy, which is kind of like a subgenre of horror. You've got this. You mentioned Dawn of the Dead. Um, even the Evil Dead films fall in that genre of horror comedy. Yeah. Um, so you, you might not like all of the heavy stuff, but you can still appreciate horror comedy. And so if you watch this, you might think, oh, I might want to watch Shaun of the Dead. Or more recently, um, there was a good one called Freaky with uh, Vince Vaughn, sort of a take on Freaky Friday, where a, oh, okay. a teenage girl, um, like, Changes bodies with the serial killer, played by Vince Vaughn. So that was a really good one. So Vince Vaughn acting like a teenage girl, oh. <laughs> and the teenage girl is the serial killer. Um, Happy wait a minute, Death wait a, Day wait a, wait a minute, buddy. One. Are you telling me? Are you telling me I'm a serial killer? That's my best Vince <laughs> Vaughn impression. <laughs> uh, Happy Death Day was a good one. So there's a lot of good horror comedies out there. I will say, okay, so the main reason I don't like horror is I don't like people causing other people pain. Okay. Yeah. And so this was not that. This was this was two two normal guys who happened to wear flannel 
you know, and have a little bit of an accent. And they're just wanting to make their vacation home. And these stupid college kids come and kill themselves. (laughs) (laughs) He just threw himself in the wood chipper. (laughs) Probably my favorite line is, uh, he says, I, I should have known it with, with a guy like me talks to a girl like you, so I'd end up dead. <laughs> I, love the, I love the scene where he was cutting through the tree, though, and it had uh, the beehive in it. Oh, yeah. It was like Texas Chainsaw. He was like yeah. screaming and running with it. Oh, my God. Oh, and when I, they tried to explain to the cops. We've had a doozy like, of a day. Oh, howdy ho, officer. We've had a doozy of a day. There we were minding our own business. Just doing some chores around the house when kids started killing themselves all over my property. Well, where, where's this girl? You said, oh, well, I knocked her out with a shovel. <laughs> She's in my bedroom. <laughs> I mean, everything they, I mean, it was true, but everything they said, it just, it sounded so bad. It was just like. Well, and the interesting thing is, I didn't know this, but on the DVD, on, the, on this one you lent me, they have on the special features just from the point of view of the college kids. No. Oh. And when you hear what Tucker and Dale say to the police officer and when they're out there and they carve in the wood and everything, yeah, they did it very well where the lines that you only hear from them from their point of view sounds like, because yeah, he said oh, yeah. um, um, that he was beating her, <laughs> but he was beating her at a board game, mm-hmm. not like physically yeah. harming her. And he comes out there and he says, I'm beating her. I'm going to beat her when we get back. <laughs> And of course, the college students would think that, but it's very interesting when you watch it just with the clips with the the college kids. I liked uh, when he carved them. We got to leave him a message, and he carved. It's like we have your friend. We got your <laughs> friend. <laughs> oh, it is funny. Oh, it was just it was it was funny. And yeah, just to having a cabin in the woods is a typical horror cliche with the. Evil Dead movies and it looked like the cabin from Evil Dead. Yeah. When I first saw it, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then at the beginning, when they went in and they had all the the newspaper clippings, it looked like it was a serial killer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, look, a coupon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here are some of the um the horror films that they reference in it. Mm-hmm. Deliverance from 1972. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when Tucker wields a chainsaw like Leatherface. Evil Dead 2, the shot of Dale gearing up resembles that of Ash attaching the chainsaw to his arm. And Dog Soldiers? That's a werewolf film. Okay, when he's chasing the college kids with the chainsaw. So, I don't know what any of that means. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense to me. I looked that up and I added it to my notes for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then some spoofs. For Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the hanging bones in the chainsaw, the hanging bones inside the, the, Mm. whatchamacallit, the whole college kids is Friday the 13th. After his face is burned, Chad bears a resemblance to evil Ash. Yeah. Okay. Well, I kind of thought too, when he was telling the whole, like the story at camp, it was kind of like Friday the 13th as well, because they were, they kind of did that in the first. Yeah. And down the the story. Wood chippers from Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. And then the um, uh, they parody Blair Witch with the fingers when yeah. they're ra- when they're wrapped in a shirt. Apparently, that happens in Blair Witch. 
when fingers are wrapped in a that, that was funny too. Uh, <laughs> they found my fingers and put them back on. No, I'll get the finger sandwiches. I don't remember that one looking like that. That's <laughs> uh, fine. It's it's good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought I thought it was very funny. This was a perfect film to watch. Even though the goriness bothered me, yeah. it didn't bother me as much because it was it was comical. I guess it's done in a more fun way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just you just you really felt bad for the two guys because, yeah. I mean, they're just trying to chill out and have fun and fix up their cabin, and everything just goes wrong. Okay, so the sheriff scene when he comes and picks up the kids. Okay, first of all, I, I knew you knew things were going to happen. So yeah. when he goes in and I'm like, don't lean on that beam, don't lean <laughs> on that beam. And then when the kid comes and takes his revolver, I'm like, yeah. it's going to backfire. It's going to backfire. <laughs> but even though it was predictable, it was still the concept of Tucker and Dale aren't doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just let me do the talking. It's <laughs> like when the cop came. It's just like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh but no, it was that was. I, I did like this one. I will say I was, I mean, like when you watch this, John, since you're used to horror, mm-hmm. <clears throat> did you cringe at any of it? Not really, because you're just kind of too busy laughing, I guess, to, to, to think about the pain that they're going through and the horror and the gore that's on the screen. So it's, you know, done in a funny way. Um, you, you don't really experience that kind of uh, reaction, I guess. When the kid ran into the stick... Yeah, that that yeah. had me, and then when uh, that, I think that was like the first kill, I guess. Yeah, kind of yeah. takes you by surprise. That, that was with the chainsaw when he was uh, getting yeah. chased by the bees. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm sorry, and Alan does a great job. His, his facial expressions, and <laughs> I don't, I don't know. He's he's just awesome. And then uh, the wood chipper. When they yeah. take him out, and he says, "Man, this guy's heavy, and he's just half a guy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he pulls him off slowly over top of his head, instead of like pulling him off sideways. <laughs> oh, Phil, Phil, what was your favorite scene? Oh goodness, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many good ones. I don't know. I did. I did like. Uh, I did like the wood chipper when he was coming at him with that just little pin knife. <laughs> And he was like, uh, gonna, and he jumped and he moved and he went right in the chipper. I mean, that was, that was, I was like, oh my gosh. And like I said, trying to explain everything to the cops. I mean, everything was so innocent, but it just sounded so bad. Like whenever he was trying to explain what happened, they were just trying to be honest and it just sounded like super bad. I mean, how would you get out of that? Yeah. What would you, what would you say to them? Sorry, officer, yeah. the man that we're holding that's only legs did this yeah. to himself. I don't think you can talk your way out of that one. Yeah. Oh, just have him go in the house and get nails in his forehead. I really like the beginning of it when they're they're setting everything up, and they're they're driving driving past the college yeah. kids, and they're looking at them, and they they look like creepy hillbillies. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And they get out of the store, and there's regular guys, and he tries to go talk to her, and he's yeah. got that that big scythe. <laughs> Yeah, he's like whatever. Girls love it whenever you just like talk to him and then laugh and smile. They love it, and he's, he just looks so creepy. And when on that he's, extra footage on the on the DVD extras, when he does that, it is super creepy when you don't have it in context. So I almost think it would be interesting if someone who's never seen this watches that because it's only sixteen minutes of video. 
they watch the 16 minutes before and they think that they're really creepy guys and then go and watch the whole movie mm. yeah to get a, an understanding of who they are yeah that it's true uh, that would be uh pretty unnerving all righty anything else for tucker and dale the non-murderers so were you bothered by any of the gore in it this is the goriest of the three. Oh yes but i still enjoyed the movie okay <laughs> I mean, I took I took little videos, which you can watch. I took little videos of when I thought something was about to happen. So I'd see my reaction. And I wasn't like disgusted, but I was I was cringing during some of it because I do not like blood. Yeah. So even if it was a car accident and a drama film, I would still find it cringy. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, You know, talking about like... We were talking about '80s movies earlier. Um, so, something you should check out: The Lost Boys. Yeah, that would have been a a good one to watch for the '80s one, Lost Boys. Yeah, that's kind of a classic one. I was thinking about that, but yeah. uh, Katie, you need to go watch that. It has a lot of famous people in it too. I mean, that The Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, it's got Kiefer Sutherland, the Corys. Yeah, the Corys. Oh, okay. Corey Feldman, Corey Haim. Does he wear his uh, sunglasses at night? No. That, that's, that's his movie that's a, or his song, that, right? No, that's a, no, that's a different Corey. What's that Corey's name? Corey. Hart? That's Corey Hart. Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which Corey that's, were we talking about? Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah. too Those many two Corys. Corys. Yeah, they were kind of a big staple of the eighties. Is would you consider Corey Hart one of the Corys or no? No. Okay. No, nah. because they were usually in movies together. Those two yeah. Corys. They were. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But they were the same time, like in the 80s. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not completely unaware. Just mostly. And it actually had Bill or Ted, which one? I always get them mixed up. Um, it wasn't Keanu Reeves. It was like, yeah. so which, it was, it was uh, Keanu Reeves, was he Ted? He was Ted, right? Yeah. So it was Bill. He was mm -hmm. like a vampire in it. Yeah. Oh, See, I haven't yeah. seen Bill and Ted, and they just remade it. Yeah. Or what? not remade it, but got a second what? one. What? You've never seen Bill and Ted? <laughs> nope. Whoa. Edward Herman <laughs> from Gilmore Girls is in it as well. Oh. If you're ever, ever into Gilmore Girls. That's that's the dad, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He also does a lot of PBS documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I know him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it is time for the yeah. Halloween. Spooky, Spooky quiz time. How was that? Good. <laughs> you couldn't hear it. I was just, you can't hear the effects on this side. <laughs> Only Phil can. Phil's looking up the lady's name from Twister. I am, but it's not who it was. It was it's some it's someone else. Who was it? Whoops. It was it's Corey Jam Hart, wasn't it? Nah. It was uh, Jamie Jamie Gertz. It wasn't the same person I thought it was, but uh, she has she's been in a lot of stuff too. Um. That sounded like you said Jamie Lee Curtis really fast. John, what what was the fact we learned about Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis, her mother, as uh, Janet Lee, star of Psycho, and they just had yes. a premiere for the new Halloween Kills film, and she went dressed as her mother for the uh, Red Carpet premiere. All right, so here we go, quiz time. Okay. So John and Philip are going to be co quiz players okay. you guys are going to be working together to try to deduce the answer to my question sound good mm -hmm. okay you ready hufflepuff phil 
I am. I am ready. All right. Let's do it. First question. Where does the term jack-o'-lantern come from? And I'll give you options. A, Dia de los Muertos. B, Irish mythology. C, Day of Dracula from Romania. Or D, Kukeri from Bulgaria. I thought these were going to be about movies. No, no. Halloween. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe the Irish, I'm going to guess. (laughs) Phil is holding up a paper that says three. John, this is an ongoing joke with us. He always uses the answer three because he thinks Um, that will work with everything. (laughs) I think I'm going to go with Dracula. So choose wisely. Who do you want to listen to? John. (laughs) Good, good idea, Phil, because it is Irish, Irish. mythology. Okay. Okay. Um, it's from the term jack-o'-lantern originates from an Irish folktale about a cheap man named Stingy Jack who made a deal with the devil. You know well, how I figured it out? How? The O. Like mm. Irish names have O's in them, so Jack there you go. O'Leary and things like that. So there that's you how go. I figured that out. All right, question number two. You got one. Question two. What sort of mask... Does Michael Myers wear in the original Halloween? William Shatner. Yep. William Shatner mask. When I took time to come up with other (laughs) options to try to confuse you. (laughs) But we have the horror guru and the 80s guru on. So there was no fooling you. One of my options was Al Pacino. (laughs) Al Pacino. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they said that they bought it for $2 and they spray painted it white. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. All right, question three. What was the original title for Disney's Hocus Pocus? It's not three, Phil. Uh. <laughs> A, Abracadabra. B, Salem's Story. C, The Sanderson Sisters. Or D, Halloween House. I doubt it's D. My first inkling would be Abracadabra, but... But that's too close to Hocus Pocus. What are the other options? Salem's Story or the Sanderson Sisters? I would go with Salem's Story. (laughs) I'm going to go with John because he is the the expert, but I would think the Sanderson Sisters. I just want to let you guys know this quiz is for all the marbles. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot on the line. The answer is Halloween House. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. You're still in a running for all the marbles. But it hardly takes place in a house. Well, they said it was initially called Halloween House, and it was more horror than comedy. Mm. So it it became Tucker and Dale. Okay. But it was supposed to be Psycho. I think they're making a sequel to that, too. Yep. They started filming. Is it coming out this year or did they just film? Probably next year, I'm going to guess. Yeah. All right. Next question. What was candy corn originally called? Oh, I'm sorry. Answers. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to make you guess. Um, Yeah, please give me answers. You do not want to know what I was going to think. Sugar kernels. (laughs) Now, I just want to give you, I came up with the wrong answers, and I just want you to let you know, I do not like candy corn. So uh, that, that. You're one of those. Yeah. One of those people. 
So the options that you have are A, trash, <laughs> B, chicken feed, C, traffic cones, or D, nasty. Chicken, chicken feed. feed. Good job. Next question. What medieval English tradition inspired trick-or-treating? A, All Souls Day. B, Summer Solstice. C, Strawberry Day. Or D, Guy Fox Night. Well, it's not Guy Fox Night, yeah. I don't think. I guess. What was A? All Souls Day. I'd That'd say old, all, all Souls Day. Isn't it All Saints Day? Saints Day is like the day after. I mean, that's when they go around to beg and they, I mean, I mean, I kind of know the tradition. So I'd say, yeah, I'd go with A. A, All Souls Day is your answer. And that is correct. <laughs> on All Souls Day, the poor would go, quote unquote, souling, knocking on doors, offering prayers for residents, deceased loved ones in exchange for food. Now yeah. they get Kit Kats. And then they, if they didn't get it, they'd toilet paper uh, the house. Yep. That's what you get for not... <laughs> We're not going to pray for your loved ones, no. That's right. Um, next question. What famous magician died on Halloween? David Copperfield. And he's still alive? What? Yeah, he's still alive, Phil. Oh, not David Copperfield. <laughs> I was going to say... I mean, uh, Houdini? Uh, Houdini. That's who I was thinking of, Houdini. You, would you like yeah. to answer that, or would you like options? No, uh, it's Houdini. Final answer. <laughs> Uh, what ancient Roman goddess is said to be honored on Halloween? A. Flora, B. Ceres, C. Diana, or B. Pomona. John's like, why weren't these questions horror questions? <laughs> no clue because on Katie that. knows I nothing about horror. Just be guessing. Would you like a uh, phone a friend? What were the answers again? Flora, Ceres, Diana, Pomona. I would say Ceres. That's uh, what I'd go with. That one sounds the most yeah. ominous. That would be wrong. Oh. It's Pomona, the goddess of fruit and trees. Many believe bobbing for apples on Halloween stemmed from Roman traditions to honor Pomona. Okay. There you go. I would have gotten that wrong too. I just thought it was an interesting fact. All right, next question. What's the most commercially successful horror film of all time? Of all time. Would you like options or would you like... You give me options. A, It, B, Halloween, C, Nightmare on Elm Street, or D, Saw? Uh, I would uh, say It. Is, now, okay, so this is the most... Commercially successful, hmm. meaning money. Saw. I think so. I think it. Oh, who's going to give? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just not... We're just going to see who's right. Okay. The answer, the answer is, is it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that surprises me because uh, Saul, there's been so many sequels and it's like... I think I'm guessing maybe they're only including the first Saw mm. and not the whole. Yeah, not the whole franchise. All right, next question. What was used before pumpkins to make jack-o'-lanterns? Sweet potatoes. 
It's potatoes and turnips. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good job. <laughs> uh, earlier, when you were talking about Pomona, I almost picked her because that's the name of Professor Sprout. Oh. And she's Hufflepuff, so. She is. But, yeah. You that- see, now I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's Harry Potter. All right. few more questions. What is the most commercially successful horror franchise of all time? Ready? Mm-hmm. Saw! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saw. <laughs> the Conjuring. Alien. Or Godzilla. Alien. Well, no, Godzilla, man. I'd say because... Uh, is this this is uh, in United States or worldwide? Yeah, it just are you says ta- commercially successful horror franchise? I want to say Conjuring because those movies were huge. <sighs> yeah, but if you look at Godzilla, you have the old sixties, seventies, and the current movies. So, are they including the old Toho Studio uh, Godzilla? I'm thinking they're including everything. It's because okay. it's a franchise, so yeah. it's not just well, the originals. Yeah, I want to go with Conjuring because you've got all those spinoffs that came off okay. of it. Um, I'll... You know, Venon and the the Annabelle that came off that's of a, that. that. Now, th- there you go. That's exactly okay. the, the kind of movies I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will defer to John, but on this, because he's, he's the guru, man. All right. I, I'll, I'll go with him, but I kind of think it might be Godzilla. Just because he's been around a lot longer. The answer is Godzilla. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like a roller coaster of a <laughs> quiz. Um, all right, we got two more um, questions and then we're all done. What was Count Dracula's original name in the Bram Stoker classic? A. Vlad the Impaler. B. Jonathan Harker. C, Count Wampir, or D, Count Dracula? C, Count, Count Dracula, right? Yeah, well, C Dracula. is Count Wamp- oh, Wampir. Or D, D, Count Dracula. Yeah, it's Dracula. I don't remember him having another name. But yeah. Based on Vlad the Impaler. So, final answer, Count Dracula? Yeah. Yeah. It's Count... Wampir, which it, it, that was his original name, and then he changed it to Count Dracula. Okay. okay. Tricky, <laughs> tricky, trick, tricky. Final question. What classic horror movie creature shape was based on the Oscar statuette? A, The Mummy. Phantom of the Opera. B, Phantom of the Opera. C, The Invisible Man. Or D, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> I think it's Phantom Sing of the Opera. Once again for yeah. me. No, I'm sorry. You would be the only one that have any kind of a now, silhouette re- resembling that. Yeah, I'll I'll just make sure because when I first read this, I was confused. It's meaning they modeled the creature after the statue, not the statue after the creature. So the creature so, came after the statue. I'm gonna, if it's the fan of the opera, maybe the mask they're talking about, kind of the white mask he would wear, maybe. Yeah. So wouldn't definitely wouldn't be the creature from Black Lagoon. No. Invisible, and what were the other two options? Invisible, Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Yeah, well, it could and be the Mummy. Mummy. Uh, well, it could be the Invisible 
man because I mean he had the bandit you know when he had the bandages and stuff on. Yeah, same well, same thing could be said about the mummy, him being bandaged. Well, that's out. true. I'm gonna go with Phantom of the Opera. Maybe I'll go with Mummy. Okay. Final answers, boys. Mm-hmm. Yep. The answer is the creature from the Black Lagoon. What? <laughs> so, uh, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, director Jack Arnold explained to a magazine in '75 he actually came up with the look of the Gill Man after looking at a picture of the iconic Oscar statuette which was printed on the certificate he was sent after a documentary he directed was nominated for an Academy Award. Okay. There you go. Ta-da. So, um, you guys, you guys did pretty well. I will award you all the marbles. Okay, we'll take them. Okay, we'll take them. <laughs> and then you will trip and fall on them and be killed in a horror movie. All right. That's how I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if we'll, we'll end this on this note. If you were in a horror film, how would you want to die? Well, definitely not by being eaten by a shark. No. I don't know if I'd want to see it coming. Take me by surprise, I guess. Like running into a stick? Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully I'd die a more heroic way than that, though. I will say I watched A Quiet Place Part 2 this week, and I will say I want to go protecting my loved ones like John Krasinski did. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to attack somebody with a pin knife and have a move and <laughs> jump into a wood chipper. <laughs> there we go. So, I, I had a question for you guys. I need to know from you guys, what is the best trick-or-treat candy and what is the worst? We got uh, Opinion the or like... Yeah, opinion. Each of us, what do you think? What, what do you think, John? What's your best favorite? Is Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Okay. Worst would probably be those things that come in the orange and black wrappers that nobody knows. Anymore. Mary Jane? Are those Mary Janes? I have no idea. Nobody knows. It's like it's like a, a ripoff candy. It's not labeled because they don't want to take credit yeah, for it. I don't it. know where they come from, who makes them. <laughs> They're just yeah. there. For me, my favorite is hands down Kit Kat, especially after it's been in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, well, I'm going to obvious choice is candy corn because that's just molded trash um but i i'd have to say the candy that people give you that's like the off-brand candy so that those little shaped chocolates that come from like dollar tree that taste like cheap chocolate Mm -hmm. that that kind as well yeah yeah i would have to say the best is i would agree probably reesey reesey cups Mm -hmm. or uh possibly snickers and then the worst for me is Tootsie Rolls. I hate Tootsie mm. Rolls. So. I love Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. I'd always like uh. take like 10 of them and put them in the side yeah. of my cheek. Yeah. <laughs> mm, uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> well, I did actually find the top 10 most popular candies, which I didn't mention, but now that you brought it up. Oh. So the top 10 okay. for America, number one is Reese Cups, uh, oh. followed by Skittles, M&M. Oh, we'll see. Starburst, Hot Tamales, Sour Patch Kids, Hershey Kisses, Snickers, Tootsie Pops, and Candy Corn. I'm surprised Snickers so low. I know. Well, did you notice yeah. Candy Corn's the last one? It went right, uh, right below Tootsie Rolls. Yep. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> 
All right. Well, so that ends our scary, spooky horror. Uh, before we go, can I give oh. a quick review of Halloween Kills, the new Halloween film? Oh, yes, please do. Because okay. we haven't have seen, seen it? it. Yeah, I watched it this morning. Quick review. The parts where Michael Myers is killing people. Those parts are really good. The parts where people are not being killed by Michael Myers. Those parts are not very good. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's too much of the latter and not enough of the former. So that's my review. Of so the story, the story and the plot are <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Well, so I saw I I saw the last Halloween. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen every Halloween movie. I've you know I saw the first couple yeah. and then I didn't see like H two O or any of those, yeah, but I did yeah. see the last one. So like I know, I know Jamie Lee Curtis is back in this one. So yeah, she's what, there. Yeah, I mean it's like I don't know. I mean he just keeps coming back. It's like. <laughs> Why does she keep coming back and doing them? I mean, she she's uh, in this one. She's just completely wasted. She's just in a hospital, doesn't do anything. But you know, it's it's worth it to watch it if you're a fan of the series, I guess. But it's not not that great as far as the the, the last one. Was, so what I you're guess. saying, if you're a fan of the series, I shouldn't go see it. Nah. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, horror movie? Probably The Exorcist. Ooh. Really? Yeah. And the original Halloween, probably behind that. Mine's Alien. Okay. My favorite. Mine's um, the Monster Squad. Okay. <laughs> Katie, you might you might like Alien. It's not very well. I was about to say it's not graphic or gory, but then I just thought about this the chest, chest busting. Scene. I know that scene. <laughs> yeah. If anyone has seen on Graham Norton, they they redo that scene like on the on the stage yeah, okay. there, and it's hilarious. Yeah. I will say, like, a, a Quiet Place. Would you consider that horror? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I like I like those. Yeah. Um, Do you like Stranger Things? Yeah, is that... Would, okay, I guess I don't... Cl- there are certain classifications of horror that I do like. Which I felt like they modeled A Quiet Place, the monster off that, off the yeah. screen. Yeah, pretty similar. Do you like Jaws, Katie? Do I? Yeah. Okay, yeah. there's two of my worst fears. Being attacked... In the water. Yeah. I don't That's like That's why I, I said no, like no, not getting eating by, eaten by a shark is like definitely not the way to go. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. don't want that. Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. There you go. Yeah. That would be my worst yeah. nightmare. That's another movie where the uh, music is a character. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, do you know if you're in the mouth of the shark, what to do if you're still able to try to defend yourself? Go for the eyes? Yep. Mythbusters proved that. Uh, yep. They'll let they'll let go immediately. But then, what kind of condition are you in to swim away? Well, if you're wearing a wetsuit, you might it might hold you together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might hold you together because you'd fall apart otherwise. <laughs> well, I mean, keep keep all the entrails, blood, and yeah, everything in because you're wearing a you know. There's a line of from what from A Knight's Tale. You betray us. And I will fong you until your insides are out. Your outsides are in. Your entrails will become your extrails. I will wreak all the pain. Lots of pain. Yeah, we don't want that. We got to keep the entrails on the entrail side. There you go. Okay, Phil, we're going to end the episode. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep. Okay, here we I go. I am. Do you want to end it? Hey, 
We'll let John end it. Yeah, go, go for it, John. Do the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it up. Okay. I do all. That, <laughs> That's all I do. Uh, thanks for listening. There you go. He's a pro. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> yeah, no, get, thank you guys for listening to our Halloween episode. Um, thank you, John, mm-hmm. for joining us. We've enjoyed having an expert, truly, on mm-hmm. the, on this episode. Oh, it was fun to be here. Good. I look forward to your Christmas episode. Yes, we're going to do a Christmas episode, but our <laughs> next episode, you'll probably want to watch like uh, Night Baby Before Christmas. I don't know. Is that one? Yeah, Black Christmas. That's one of my favorites. It's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but our next episode, Phil, we are doing a time travel episode, correct? Yes. Yeah, we're going to yep. do the Tomorrow War. And yeah, Tomorrow War. Also Timeline timeline and then uh, we really should talk about like uh different time time travel rules in different movies yeah like how marvel like didn't in-game. care yeah, yeah they screwed it up didn't make any sense we're disney we can do whatever we want yeah. <laughs> anyway so right. uh you can once we record that you can time travel back and listen to this episode again that's right that's right <laughs> terminator that's uh the time time travel or sci-fi. Yeah, that one on, really messes with your check, brain. Check, checks all the boxes. Yeah, Loopers, you guys see Looper? Oh, Looper's good. Yeah, time travel. The, well, the way they changed, what's his name's face? Uh, James Gordon Levitt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Joseph, not look, James. <laughs> Sorry, Make Sorry, look Joe. like uh, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was that was very strange. But anyway, so those, that's what we have planned ahead. We're also might be doing, we're planning a, a gaming episode. So stay tuned for information on that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So th- we're going to end it. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks for having me. Bye, Phil. Right. See ya. Happy Halloween. 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 This is Halloween. <laughs>